0: The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. Hi everyone, this is Gideon Fiddleside, editorial director of Custom. In this age of blurred lines, when it comes to how PR and marketing coexist for the betterment of their brands, it is always such a pleasure to speak with the leader who oversees both marketing and PR. And I've been granted that honor today by our sponsor for today's podcast, Podcast. podcast, Ally Financial. And I extend true gratitude to the leader joining me today, Andrea Brimmer, Chief Marketing and PR Officer at Ally. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks, and I appreciate you guys having me on very much.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. Andrea is um, calling in. I guess you could call it calling in for a podcast from, <laughs> from the fine state of Michigan. Obviously, Andrea has an incredible background in both marketing and PR, which gives her an incredible perspective that I think all of us will benefit from today. And the truth is, I really want to have some fun with this podcast. Not that all the other ones aren't fun, but what I decided to do was, as I did my research for this, there were a lot of words that I came across that are like, you know what, Andrea's perspectives on marketing and PR really are captured by these words. So, we're going to play a little bit of a word association game. All of you out there might be used to Gideon's long rambling questions. I won't do that to you today. And I won't do that to Andrea. It's going to be word association. So, Andrea, I'm going to say a word and then you have to tell you have to talk for a couple of minutes about, you know, what that word means to you to ally your marketing and PR plans. And the first one is, well, it kind of gets into the theme of this whole thing. The word is Integration. Andrea, go. All
1: right. Um, I would say when I think about integration, I think about inextricable linkage and I think about the reciprocity between marketing and communications and how inextricably linked they have become. And I really feel like you almost can't have one without the other anymore. And um, I I hope that many, many companies are either um, in a, in an org structure where they are together or are moving towards that type of org structure because, um, the consumer really thinks about earned media and paid media in similar fashions right now. And and we're trying to break through the clutter. We're trying to reach distracted consumers. Um, PR can be as creative as, some, as a TV spot, PR can be as creative as a really interesting event activation, and many times our creative ideas are PR-led or emanate out of the out of the comms team. So um, when I hear integration, I, I think about that um, inextricable linkage between the two that really kind of add up to the totality of the narrative of the Ally brand, and just do different parts of the communications mix, but all with the same end goal in mind, which is to position us in the marketplace around the idea of being a relentless ally.
0: Wow, um, boy, you're really good at this word association thing. That's great. But <laughs> sorry, I actually do have a follow up question before we get to the next word. Um, again, you obviously lead um, both marketing and PRs. we've already established. Now, I very much appreciate the um, respect the two have for one another at Ally and they're working together. But they are still separate teams in some ways. And, you know, marketing has its thing and PR has its thing. And working together does not mean there still might not be some strife going on every once in a while. And Now you lead both sides. So how do you manage the situation when there really is some conflict between marketing and PR as to who should lead on something or whether one thinks an idea is good and the other one doesn't? How do you manage that as the leader of both teams?
1: comes back to the idea that um, every idea is on behalf of mm. ally. It's not an idea that one person owns or another person owns, myself included. And, you know, I'm fortunate. Honestly, Gideon, when I hire, I pick for cultural fit mm. first and technical skill set and smarts second. We have a phenomenal PR leader in Jackie Hartzell who um, came to us a little over a year ago from, from Lowe's. And the chemistry that she has with her marketing peers is incredible. Jackie's very very creative and many of the big ideas that we launched last year came out of out of PR and actually came as ideas out of our PR agency tier 1 and became you know a big platform that we utilized for marketing and comms. And so Um, It's really all about making sure everybody realizes that everything we do is in service of the Ally brand. And, you know, that kind of smooths out any of the conflict.
0: Thank you so much for that. And I do have to say um, on behalf of PR Week and the PR industry, I am glad to see that PR led on some of those great ideas. So I know it's all teamwork, but it's always good to hear that. And by the way, Andrea has... Quite a sports background actually um, Went to the University of Michigan Sorry, it's Michigan State University Not University of Michigan State No one says that And the Spartans of course In East Lansing And I just learned that today Or I was reminded of that today She played soccer for four years And actually um, We're not going to get into too much today But um, it was really interesting How I know that your sports background Certainly did help you Along the way And still does In your leadership And this whole teamwork concept Clearly comes through In what you just said the next word I have is when I'm really excited because I think it kind of speaks to the brand that Ally is and perhaps as well to some of, you know, what you're really, really looking for in a, in a Marcoms team. So the word is, God, I feel like we're playing password or something. The word is, <laughs> the word is disruption.
1: You know, uh, disruption to me is the, the notion of, Moving one off center and interrupting um, and changing a, a kind of a linear line of thinking. and that is exactly what we did as a company. We call ourselves the OG, the original disruptor in the financial <laughs> services category because if you think about it, Gideon, we launched a digital bank. One, in the midst of the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression, and two, in the same year that Apple launched the iPhone. And so we took this massive bet that everybody was going to bank in the palm of their hand, and... We changed a category in an industry that has largely been unchanged since Alexander Hamilton invented it over a hundred years ago, right? <laughs> and so to me when when that's the ethos that surrounds your brand and that's what you were born out of, then the marketing and the communications have to be equally disruptive. there is there's almost a consumer and an industry expectation that everything that we do is going to move your thinking change your linear thought, get you off center. And really what we've tried to do is create emotion in a category that you should be really emotional about. Your money is like your most important asset in your life. You work really, really hard for it. And so to, disruption to me is is all about that idea of capturing people's attention, but not doing it just for the sake of disrupting, but disrupting with purpose.
0: Oh, that's terrific. And, you know, the next word that I have is really closely connected to disruption. But um, I'm sure you'll probably have a slightly different take on this as well or something additional to add. And that word is bravery.
1: To me, uh, bravery is leading from the front. This is a business where I think largely, um, one, I think a lot of leaders are, are tepid and they are nervous to take reasonable risks. And um, I just have never carried myself that way. And maybe that's the athlete in me, but (laughs) you know, very competitive and um, always want our brand to win. And so in order to do that, you have to be really brave and you have to force bravery amongst your team. I can't tell you how many times, uh, particularly when I first started as, as CMO and incidentally yesterday was my 15 year anniversary at Ally, which I, I can't believe Congratulations! Nine, thank you. Nine years of CMO, which is a knock on wood, a pretty good, a uh, pretty good run rate in this job. But when I first started, how many times I heard the business doesn't want us to do that or so-and-so doesn't want us to do that, or I'm, I'm nervous to do that because it's going to make so-and-so mad. and. Striking that lexicon for marketers and communicators languages and defending work and protecting work and defending and protecting good ideas is how you get to bravery and bravery produces the best outcome. And so to me, um, I think without bravery, you don't have you don't have excellence.
0: So if my math is correct, that means you joined Ally in 2008. Correct. which was the year of the depression so that took quite a bit of bravery as well so you certainly <laughs> epitomize that i appreciate it i am going to ask you a follow-up question because you know i'm not all about word association <laughs> um this is a somewhat broad question but you are clearly qualified to answer this if you were to describe what a brave communicator is or a brave marketer is what does that look like
1: to me, a brave communicator or a brave marketer um, listens to insights, looks at the data, but leads with the golden gut. I'm a big believer that we fall in love with brands for emotional reasons. We are compelled to interact because of emotion and no data can, can drive emotion that comes from, that comes from your judgment and it comes from your gut and it comes from thinking like a human. So to me, the bravest and the best marketers and communicators are thinking like humans. And that's where you know true bravery comes from. I don't, for instance, when it comes to marketing, we don't pre-test anything. I don't do any focus group testing. I don't run any of the work through pre-testing. I believe that that's death by a thousand cuts. And um, we are big believers and you put the work out into the, into the world and then you, you optimize from there. And I think we're all experienced enough and have been doing this a lot, long enough to know what works going to resonate, and what work isn't. And to me, I think those are the kinds of things that epitomize how you think about being a brave marketer.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Thank you, Andrea. Now the next word that I'm going to share with you, um, the first three were a little bit more on the adjective side. I didn't phrase them as adjectives, but that's kind of how I was looking at them. This is a little bit more nouny, I guess. That's not a word, is it? But <laughs> it is. It, yeah, n o n o u n That's how I spell it. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's actually something that everyone is, everyone has heard of. They're all talking about it now, but opinions and sentiment on, on it vary greatly. But I think you definitely have a take on this, so. The word is Web3.
1: Look, I like to say that we were in, in the metaverse before it was even called the metaverse. We've been utilizing gamification for the entire nine years, you know, kind of that I've been sitting in this chair. And if it's just if you think about it, the way we learn everything is through gamification anymore. And and especially Gen X, um, or I'm sorry, Gen, Gen Z and millennials have spent a, a vast proportion of their time, not only gaming, but learning everything through gamification, whether it's training, whether it's uh, school lessons, um, and a, a myriad of other things. And so to me, Web3 is just the latest iteration of the idea of, of kind of gamification I, it, we're early on. We think more in web 2.5 right now um, and we're creating solutions for that, that are specific to that. I think that there's a lot of skepticism around the metaverse and there's mm-hmm. a lot of noise around how, what, how big the engagement really is, but I would say there was probably a lot of skepticism around the internet. Um, and there was this, <laughs> and you'd see where we are today. And so, um, while we might be in gen one, I feel like if you're not in there and you're not figuring it out, you're gonna be left behind.
0: That's a very fair point. The last topic, and this is such a crucial topic. And frankly, I was really, really pleased to know that we were going to talk about this today. You know what? It doesn't really need a lead in. It's such an important topic. I just kind of want to get your perspectives on it. It's uh, DE and I.
1: Yeah. Um, look. I think, uh, one, as marketers and communicators, we have to reflect the culture, and the culture of our country is diverse, and there that's just the reality. And um, our teams have to be multicultural. We have to think from a multicultural perspective, but we also have to realize that there are nuances within audiences, and we have to create specifically for that um, cultural relevance to really address those nuances. And so for me, first of all, as a woman, DE&I is really important. Um, as the mother of an LGBTQ plus son, um, it added another layer for me uh, relative to acceptance and inclusion and um, as a brand that has a tagline called Do It Right and that serves all communities and especially a product like financial services that for so many communities has been used as a deterrent um, as opposed to an accelerant, we've, we've always had a very keen focus on um, ensuring financial services for all. And from a marketing and a comms standpoint, uh, what I love about this company is we we talk we talk the talk, but we walk the walk. So whether it's our moguls in the making program, that's been a partnership with um, historically black colleges and universities for the last five years, or our 50 50 pledge that we made last year for parity between uh, men's and women's sports, where we committed that for every dollar we spend in men's sports media, we will match dollar for dollar in women's sports media, and advocated and invested in moving the National Women's Soccer League Championship game to primetime, which is the first time that a women's championship have ever been played in primetime. That's impact, and that's what we need to sign up for as brands and and communicators when it comes to DE&I.
0: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a curveball. You're an athlete. I know it's soccer we're talking. I'm giving you a baseball analogy, but <laughs> I think you can handle it. There's, you know, there's another word, and you really talked about it already. But you, if anyone deserves to have the stage for this, it's you. And so the last word I'm gonna give you is leadership.
1: Leadership to me is um, is. Is showing you know I used the words earlier leading from the front but it is it is all about leading from the front it is about showing your true self it's about being a real human it's about creating a vision and followership and it, it's also about not asking your team to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself and being in the work with them being in the moment with them but also giving them their moments to shine. And um, I think leaders, uh, great leaders do that. And they, they understand how to motivate a team. They, they understand how to provide a vision, but they also understand how to let their team shine. And when they need to let them have their moment. And I think the best leaders that I've ever worked for have always done that. And that's really, you know, the model that I've tried to emulate myself after as well.
0: You know, Andrea, there is no doubt in my mind after these few minutes that we spent together that, you know, your team and your brand is very, very, are, are, that's plural, are very lucky to have you. and. you. Hey. I really, really enjoyed this conversation and i never done a word association before in a podcast, but um, I probably want to do it again, except it might become a little bit too uh, normalized. I don't want to do that, so we might keep that for ourselves, but I want to thank you so much for the time you spent today. I think our audience really can get a lot out of this conversation. I obviously want to thank Ally Financial for sponsoring this as well and giving me cause to spend these last few minutes with the wonderful leader that Andrea Brimmer is, and obviously I also want to thank all of you out there for tuning into this. It's Gideon Fiddleside signing off, wishing you all a great rest of your day. Thanks.